Hello and welcome back to Strange Darklings. I am your host, Kazi Alexiel, and today we are going to be talking about different stigmas. So the definition of a stigma is a mark of disgrace uh, associated with a particular circumstance, quality, or person. So there is a lot going on um, with the different stigmas of cultures, and today we are going to be talking about the goth and rock, which are kind of mashed together in that one, um, the stigma about punk culture, rave culture, tattoos and piercings, and just the alternative life all together. So one of the things that we are going to be talking about is the goth and rock culture itself and how it's actually changed drastically over the years. So now in the beginning, um, goth culture was about, you know, like the style, the alternative life, um, everything being dark clothing or Victorian. I mean, there's so different, many types out there that it's hard to say, especially with rockers as well. But um, one stigma that always went around about it was, it was uh, violent, it was cruel, it led children to do you know, school shootings and stuff like that, which we are going to bring up the word Columbine. Now, for those of you who don't know, there used to be a bunch of shootings, especially in the U.S. Um, so there was a bunch of videos, propaganda behind it. And unfortunately, a famous artist actually got called out on it. Um, his name is Marilyn Manson, and he was originally the... Satanist who started Columbine. Now I'm using a lot of air quotations in there because nobody makes anybody do anything. Um, kids are feeling neglected at school. Yes, they dress in black. They look like a goth. They look like a punk. They look like a rocker. They are whoever or however they want to be. And so ever since the late 80s, or late 90s, sorry, early 2000s. Um, ever since then, around the Columbine situation, it has actually portrayed goth and rock fashion in quite the negative manner. Um, so these people are more likely to be suicidal. They're more likely to go out and commit murder. Um, they're more likely to go out and do a sh school shooting, things like that, which... Is absolutely not true. Most of that is just teenage angst itself. You can have a girl in a pretty pink prom dress or you can have a kid wearing a Marilyn Manson or a Slayer t-shirt or something like that. Even one of the emo groups and they would still do the same thing. It's not how they dress. It's not their culture and society and life. It's actually just the way that the public and people around them end up showing it and respecting them or in this case lack of respecting them which can be a huge issue in itself um, especially when you're in your younger teen years you have so much angst you don't know what style to follow and yet you are automatically labeled as a as a degenerate you're automatically labeled as somebody who's put into this absolutely negative spectrum and you can't do anything about it. Nobody wants to listen to you. They think you're, you know, committing suicide. They think that you're slicing. You, they think all this because, you know, you listen to that heavy rock music. You listen to that weird industrial band. 
Um, the answer is actually no. It's because society has already labeled them and already thrown them essentially away as a lost cause to the point that nobody wants to help them or nobody's willing to listen. And these are some of the stigmas that we have to face in society. Um, another one is, as we were talking about earlier, the punk culture. Now, a lot of people think that punks are gritty, they're dirty, they're disgusting, they're drunk all the time with their big hair and their spikes. Um, they go out to mosh pits with their intent to harm others or they're, you know, beating people in back lanes and they're, you know, violent and just very evil and negative, which again is not true. The original society of punk actually started as a way for people to notice or stop glossing over their actual problems. Originally, it was created as a way to uh, form themselves away from what standard society thought was. And so, I mean, especially back in the late 80s when men's feelings were not in consideration, right? You had to be having a wife, you had to be a good house, you had to white picket fence, children, you know, all this, which is great for some, but for others, they didn't want it. And punk is a version of uh, not actually following materialistic views and getting away from that standard type of norm or social life. But now in today's society, they see somebody with a giant mohawk, bihawk, trihawk, liberty spikes, whatever the case may be. And like studded jackets with patches all down the band, uh, band patches all down the back or with like giant spikes sticking up on the sides of them. And they just see them as the lower class of society, which again is not true. Personally, I have friends who are actual punks and stuff and they work in government offices where on their daytime job, they have to look like, you know, Joe Blow Brown where they have their hair down off to the side. It looks like a standard boycott, but when you see them on the weekends, they have their Doc Martens or their combat boots and their, you know, vests, their jackets, the bullet belts, old studs, everything that you can think of done up immensely well to the point that it actually confuses a lot of people. And it's because so many people in normal society view, whatever that means to you compared to the rest of us is different. We don't think the same as you and a lot of people will not. I mean, punk is about the expression of like uh, angst, the way to get your emotions out in a different viewer fashion, um, a way to get away. It's a way to get out of the commercialism mindset. So you're not going to follow anybody else's patterns or views. You're just going to be you. You're just going to move on from that. And also that brings us to the uh, newer years. One of the things that has also been mostly hated on is the race culture. So what does rave culture mean to you? There is a huge stigma about it as well. Um, rave culture did come out in the 90s to the 2000s. It's become more popular recently, especially since 
a lot of people are, you know, um, playing electronic and adding dubstep to their pop culture music or um, there's rock with metal electro being added and there's so many different styles. It's on the radio. It's on your podcasting. It's on your music history, your YouTube, whatever is out there. But a one thing that a lot of people think is when you go to raves or when you go to festivals, you are pretty much there to do a lot of drugs and like mass amounts of drugs, mass amounts of orgies while listening to robot noises, not the piece that it originally, you know, energy it's supposed to be, right? Like, um, people wear different clothing, weird clothing, ties, wrap up. It doesn't matter if you're a girl, a boy, it doesn't matter any of that, which rave music and rave culture itself is about the freedom of expression through clothing as well as music because there is so many different subgenres. But another thing that it also has is it's the freedom to be yourself and to be one with nature. So one of the reasons why they go out and they have music festivals is not so they can get as, you know, messed up on the weekend as they can within the time frame that they have for their holidays. It's because they enjoy the community. They enjoy the people. Um, if somebody drops in the middle of a grounds because of, you know, sun exhaustion, which I've actually per personally witnessed a couple of times, um, but you would see a crowd of people running up to help them to make sure that they're okay. It's about respecting everybody around you. It's about respecting people and get a community coming together by listening to the same music. Yeah, it's not your normal mom and pop music that you used to listen to way back when, but it's different and it's new and a lot of people are really excited about it. They're not going there to get laid. They're not going there to have a bunch of unprotected sex and all this other things that the mass public will have you believe. It's just about connecting as one with nature and getting away from mainstream technologies, showing people what you can do, having your creative side, whether it be in your outfit, your bicycle that you made with LED wire and, you know, your homemade signs, your random costumes that you built out of nowhere where other people will actually appreciate it. Because if you walk around down the street wearing a onesie or dressed up as a giant robot, you're going to get more looks against you than for you. And that can be a huge problem, especially in society where people can tend to be more violent towards things they don't understand. So one thing all these cultures actually have is... Um, tattoos and piercings. So that is another one of its own stigmas. And it's actually a pretty negative stigma as well. So um, I was reading a bunch of articles and popular mass thought was people who have tattoos, who have piercings, any sort of uh, body modification whatsoever. Um, so apparently they are thought to be a uh, low level of intelligence. 
for, you know, decorating themselves the way they do. Also, another thing is they have negative personalities and they're degenerates of society. Um, they have no self-control. You know, they're heavy drink users or heavy drug use. Um, they're very promiscuous and, you know, have no image, no self-image, no body worth. They're just, you know, these people who are just so low-brow that we don't care about them. That's why they go and make themselves look like that. The answer is no. That is a complete and total lie. We do not have our tattoos and piercings to please you. It's actually to please us. So I personally have a bunch of tattoos and piercings and I like the way I look in them. They actually boost my self-confidence. They actually make me feel better. It's also other people's art that I'm putting on my body that I want to keep forever. A lot of tattoos will have a meaning to somebody. They will belong to somebody. They'll have a memory, a feeling, something that you want that if you write down on paper and pen, yeah, you can keep it, but it may you know, disintegrate. It may go missing. It may get ruined. Yeah, sure, you can write on the internet. Will the internet stay around forever? Will you be able to reach it at a later date? Websites do always close down. There's always other options. But it's just sad that most popular masses, you know, normal people, and I'm using air quotes here in society, see all these different types of people, corsets, um, bondage wear, straps, ropes, um, spikes, studs, leather, PVC, all of that, and they just think, oh, that person is out to be violent, they're suicidal, they're satanic, they're sacrificial, and we are here to maybe help you understand the stigmas that you actually have in your mindset. Maybe you don't even know that you think about people like this. You don't realize you're crossing the street for people who are, you know, looking of a different style, people who are different than you, and you're like, oh, I don't want to do anything, or I don't want to walk beside them because they look like they're going to rob me. We want people to know that we're not here to sacrifice their pets. We're not here to victimize them. We're not here to degrade them in any sort of fashion. We are just here to be us. We are here to be a different way of thinking, a different way of style. We're not coming here to convert your children. We're not doing all these art projects on ourselves with our tattoos and piercings because we want you to know that we have low intelligence or self-worth, that we are nothing and we have to show it. No, in fact, quite the opposite. If you've ever walked into a tattoo parlor or a piercing shop, they have quite a bit of uh, a price tag on it and you need money to be able to have it. You need money to be able to have really, really pretty expensive ones and if you want a lot of art in, on your body, you would need a lot more to go with. Um, we're not here to shoot up your schools. We're not here to teach your children to, you know, build bombs and do all these horrible things. We just don't think like you. We don't want to be part of whatever you're doing. 
we just want to be us. We want to be left alone. So if you see a girl walking down the street with big hair and, you know, heavy goth makeup on, carrying a temptress purse or something with skulls and lace, don't move out of her way. Just let her go past you on the sidewalk. You're not going to get stabbed. You're not going to get hurt. If you see some punk guy walking down the street in his full vest, having a good time, don't start making fun of him. Don't start calling him names. Leave him alone because he's not going to come up and start attacking you. He's not going to start coming up to pick on you because you look different. If anything, if something happened to you and you tripped or something happened, you rolled your ankle on the sidewalk. We'll just say that while you were walking down the street. They would probably be the first ones to stop and pick you up. If you had something like um, a prime example was yesterday, actually, there was a little girl with mustaches on her rainbow socks. I thought they were the cutest thing ever. I went out and I told her that. And I have the confidence to know that I look weird and to show her that, you know what? She had something weird on too and I loved it. And so, I mean, this is what we're going to end off with today is love yourself, respect the people around you, respect everybody here and there, and leave us weirdos alone. We don't want to play with you. And if we did, we would tell you. But thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Strange Darklings. Again, I am still your host, Kazi Alexiel. And tune in for more episodes as we plan on trying to re uh, produce them on a weekly basis. Hopefully, we'll see how that goes. But anyways, you guys have a great night. And remember, we're strange as normal.